Bill Mosley, Daniel Harris, Dick Warlock, George Romero, Kane Hodder, Robert England, Ronnie Blakely, CJ Graham, and you're listening to Deep in Horror, Texas. You gotta be fucking kidding. That's enough of that shit. I'm Nathan. I'm Jeff. And this is Ralph. And today we're reviewing a movie that has no words, according to the trailer. <laughs> some pretty music, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah, pretty let's music. Let's play some music while we go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Next. <laughs> so today we talk about the French horror film High Tension. Yes? Yes. Hot, yes. Hot tension. Hot tension. Hot tension. And very different from our previous episode. This movie came out in 2003. Jesus. What was our previous episode? Previous episode? Mm. Our best of 2017? Oh, oh man. This, this all happened like 14 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're 15 listening to this episode, you probably haven't seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have, good for you. I know. It's like awesome. And if you're older than 15, you might not know how to work a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're, on a, you're on a what? What's an app? <laughs> Jesus. I'm listening to you now. Someone play the oldies. Um, I remember this film because of that trailer that uh, Nate was just playing. Uh, hearing Sonic Youth play the Carpenters. Uh, I think it's Superstar. Don't you remember you told me that, that uh, one? Yeah. Uh, that's uh that was later in the trailer <laughs> i kind of cut it off oh no but that that was just a it was a good way to uh kind of pull you in it, it kind of reminded me of uh the remake of uh texas chainsaw massacre yeah well also this movie it it went by a different name as well it, it was all in the whenever it got released in the united kingdom it was called switchblade romance gotcha it wasn't called high tension so that might be why that trailer starts off with a uh, with the song y'all were just talking about. So that might be it. Gotcha. So you never know. I fucking hate when they do that. When it has like 12 different names? Yeah. I really, really, really don't like that. Yeah. Because then you wind up with the zombie fucking situation. Mm-hmm. Where it's like supposed to be a continuation of Evil Dead. And then you got this whole other zombie 2 that's a different thing all together. And then you got zombie 3, which is like Night of the Creeps 2. It's like, what the fuck boost. is going on? Yeah, I, I I fucking hate when they rename movies. But this guy, Alexandre... Uh, Aja? Aja, yeah. Aha. Even though Aha! Aha! Uh-huh. Okay, even though that's not, uh-huh. his real, that's not his real name. Oh, no? Alexandre Joan Acadie. Aha! Aha! Aha, it's easier. <laughs> but it's but dude, this, credit, yeah. this guy's done a lot of good shit. Like, the remake of Hills Have Eyes. He did mm-hmm. uh, Mirrors. Eh, Piranha I didn't see, but Horns is the one with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horns is good. That was a great fucking movie. Uh, He's got some really good, strong shit under his belt. So, And this being one of his first ones, oh my God. This is a pretty 
pretty good coming out of the gate. Yeah, this was a strong one for him to get a, uh, get a name for him. I mean, this basically gave him the Hills Have Eyes remake uh, when he brought it over the seas, you know, over the pond and stuff to us. Yeah. No, it did it did really well. He had a budget of two point five million. He made six point eight wow. in the box office from this. So that's not bad at all. So he he made four million in profits. Yeah. So that's more than enough to pay for production and everything, marketing and all that good stuff. So yeah, I can see why they gave him uh The Hills Have Eyes and all these other movies. Because for me this was always like basically for me it was like John Carpenter's Halloween meets uh Fight Club, you know? Yeah. You know, and you wouldn't really get the Fight Club reference until you actually watch the film and you get all the twists and uh, turns and stuff that the film does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was straight off. It felt it felt really reminiscent of like uh, almost what a shape would do, you know, if it came to like some kind of deserted field, you know, some lone serial killer on the rampage. Yeah, and I love the I love the actor. Uh, I think his name is uh, Felipe uh, Nehon or something like that. He was a great uh, yeah, director. That sounds right. Uh, he did a great job with this character. He does a lot of good character actor work in French films and stuff. He's uh, he's known to work with Gaspar Noe in a lot of films, but uh, yeah, he did I Stand Alone and uh, he was uh, he did a small cameo in Irreversible. But he's really good in this film. I was really taken by um, just how he was as like a fucking serial killer in this film. It was just well, he usually plays like the fl- French version of Santa Claus, or like grandfather's character. He's always, yeah, he's always like been that. good, good guy. And so when he shaved his beard and everything. Play this kind of character. Yeah. It was just like very uh, malice. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, this guy was just such a. He did a 180 in comparison to his other roles. Oh, yeah. So like you said, Santa Claus and all that stuff. The the really friendly guy that's like, oh, hey, how you guys doing? And the grandpa. And then all of a sudden he's like, hi, Bobby. <laughs> did these sunglasses look good on me? I love it. Let me get a thing of scotch. You know we don't sell it on Sunday. I know. Give me a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. Um, when was the first time Save you guys uh, saw this one? When it came out, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe so. It was either two thousand three or four. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, you you had to have seen it in two thousand three. No, uh, five because it got released in America in two thousand five. Oh, so, this yeah. this one for me was uh, one of those weird ones. I used to have a. Uh, an all-region DVD player. I think I still have it in one of my boxes in storage. Mm-hmm. And just like 28 days later, this film came out, like you just the DVD when they were showing the trailer for it here in America. Yeah. So I had already had maybe a year or so or more of living with it in my house. I showed it to my wife and all that stuff. I think we showed it to some, uh, some close fam- uh, family and friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, in my circle, we all loved the shit out of it. It was just a really great piece of work. But I remember it was, it was kind of like 28 Days Later. I remember owning 28 Days Later on this red DVD case on stuff, and it was the PAL formatted version that it hit stores like maybe a year or 18 months before we got it over here in America. Yeah. And it was like, this was the same thing, uh, this high tension film. It was like, I owned it, I had it at the house, we were able to watch it with English subtitles and all this stuff, and it was really cool. Um, but of course, like all the special features that you would like want to take part in and stuff was still in French because that wasn't subtitled. Yeah. But all in all, yeah, the film was, man, once you're exposed to it and you get the idea of what it was, it was just like, man, you knew it was going to break ground. You just didn't know, you know, how the horror community would either take it or mm-hmm. not take it. Well, it was very weird release because Europa Corps owned the distribution rights to this. But that was in France when they got to, you know, the American, they, they had to they had to go through Lionsgate to mm-hmm. get it released. Yeah. 
So it took two full years from release to get it to American release. Yeah. And it was like, fuck. And what's interesting is the main actress, the girl with the short hair, uh, she did her own dubbing. Yeah. Which is awesome because she does English parts. She would come out with Jackie Chan in uh, Around the World in 80 Days or 60 Days or something yeah. like that. She she came out in that film opposite Jackie Chan and she spoke perfect English. You know, she still carried that awesome, beautiful French accent. Yeah. But it was cool that she actually did her own English dubbing because I think that just helped the film a little bit. When because when you watch the English dubbing, some things get lost in translation, yeah. especially like the uh, the delivery of a line or mm-hmm. the uh, the emotion. Yeah. And um, her friend, uh, we all know her, or you might recognize her because she had that fucking weird role in Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. She was the uh, all blue opera singer yep. lady, and it was kind of cool to oh, see. That her. is her. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Because you even see it in her features and stuff. It's, she's built like that. It's just awesome. And she does a great job in this movie because her name in this film is... She's just an actress that goes just like by one word. It's just like a name. I mean, my, my ween. My ween. My gotcha. ween. And she's great in this film as the uh, the you know the co-lead. Alex. Yeah. She's yeah, just... Alex. I mean, it's just... Once you're drawn into her family and uh, their little farmhouse out. The like, short-lived family. <laughs> God, like, hello. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> well, I mean, everything plays so straightforward until you have that weird scene where she's like, where she's working goodbye. her stuff. Mm, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> Put your head through these poles and we'll say goodbye. Dude, <laughs> like, you know this, this, like, this film actually had some bad controversy. Um, a lot of people notice the similarities between Dean Koontz's novel Intensity. Yeah. What's funny is uh, the director admitted he had read the novel and was aware of the similarities. But Kuntz stated that he was aware of the plagiarism, but wouldn't sue because he found the film so disgusting and intellectually bankrupt. He didn't want to, the association with his book. Yeah, like yeah, well, Jesus, that's, that's what we're a good it. flick. Yeah, I was, and I was about to say, like, in, intensity was a fun read because I read that after I saw this, and it was neat because it plays really straightforward to neat. this point. But I mean, what you get, the wealth of stuff that you have in high tension, I think it's done so well because it is a foreign film. And yeah. I always tell you, a lot of the times you see good horror films, whether any any fucking year, if you want to see something original, you have to look overseas. Cause yeah, you got to look t- over the pond. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to find something that fun and original here in, in mm. the States. Well, yeah, a lot of the stuff that we have nowadays is just mimics of previous movies, which is fine. It's the, the greatest form of flattery is imitation because... We see it all the time. Totally. So especially with some of the some of the foreign movies, like we'll see it sometimes with, like we were saying last time with uh, Spider Man, like the French doing like some some spider, rip off, some rip off Bollywood, Bollywood doing rip off. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll definitely mm-hmm. see those mimics, but yeah, you'll see a lot more originality overseas, probably because of the fact that we don't we we have I won't say it's like night and day in comparison to what they have but we're morally bankrupt yeah that too no, because <laughs> I, I think after the 80s we, we follow shows that deal with fucking Mama June and all that yeah it's like hey uh, that made money let's remake it remake yeah. it remake mm-hmm. it remake it remake it again and remake it again and it's like holy shit fuck. Facebook's a friend let's call let's make a movie called Friend Request uh, yeah. I think after the 80s... They did that. And they pre, did. I know uh, they did. That's why I said it. <laughs> unfriended, yeah. Or unfriended. Uh, yeah. I thought it was friend request. <sighs> I think after the 80s and then pre-Bloomhouse, there wasn't really any kind of risk factor in the horror genre. Yeah. Like, there wasn't... Nobody would really want it. Well, and that's a weird thing. I mean, critics did not like this fucking movie, but the horror community gave it a really high rating. We're talking 40% on Rotten Tomatoes versus 83% like. Jeez. That's huge. That's a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's... Not normal. Usually, if critics hate it, most of the community, like you may get a 10, 
10 to 20 point variance, but a 40 point variance. Yeah. It's pretty big. That is massive. Uh, what I love about this film is right from the get go is when you hear uh, Muse's, uh, the song Muse puts out is uh, Newborn. Yeah. And just that piano entry, and then you have the singer come in. It's such a powerful, fun song to kick into gear in this film. I, I love the way they used it uh, throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great interlude, and it was just fun. And I love the purpose of having the. Uh, the girls say the poem or, or talking in the still at the beginning too. I mean, there's yeah. so many little pieces in this movie I always go back to and it's always like the music here, uh, the way she delivered the line there and then obviously the imagery, the imagery, the imagery in this mm-hmm. film. Oh yeah, the imagery was amazing and it granted, I got a funny story with that. Whenever I, I whenever I saw this movie for the first time, I actually did not get to finish it in theaters. I uh, Me, my friend Cody and one of our friends, uh, Sarah, we all went to go see this movie Sarah is not a horror movie person at all. Gotcha. She's never has been, never will be, or probably will never, never <laughs> will be after this. But me and Cody took her to go see this movie. And she's like, and we're like, this is a horror movie. You're going to be all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. We get to the part where, it, where he's killing the mom. And I think we saw an unrated version or it's, this was before the editing was done. But whenever the killer kills the mom and he pulls the head back, the camera didn't pull away. So you actually saw the The tendons and whatnot. You saw the split. All I hear next to me is (laughs) look over and Sarah's like, (laughs) I'm like, Cody, we need to go now. (laughs) So we left as he's killing the mom and i never got to finish the movie after that oh wow this movie was something that i didn't get to see i, I saw like bits and pieces like going over to friend's house and whatnot that it was playing in the background i actually didn't get to finish it till two weeks ago a week ago whatever mm-hmm. but uh but yeah came over to my house i was like yeah let's watch it i fell asleep yeah within, like fucker fell asleep on me <laughs> <laughs> i've seen this movie a hundred fucking times so i was like oh yeah warm blanket warm blanket <laughs> so I, I went from hearing to <laughs> so but at least i got to finish the movie finally so your critique of the movie is somewhere in between a gag and a snore yeah somewhere <laughs> but the imagery though back to that it, it, the imagery is amazing I, I i really enjoyed the hell out of it yeah, yeah. Uh, sarah not so much <laughs> <laughs> and obviously nate i don't know the music cues in this movie I, it, it, there's one that just sticks in my mind and that's when i see george st pierre rubbing one out to, to put on the headphones and is you know uh flicking the bean yeah showing <laughs> herself a good time isn't she like listening to like a reggae like girl you'll be a woman soon <laughs> like that was that. more like yiddish yeah, like, <laughs> hey girl it's like, it is a, like a rough hey, song too it's hilarious what song was that it's, it's a monster song yeah it has some like funk group yeah. i can't remember yeah, anyway. something about being being my girl or going to be my girl or something like that. But I, I mean, I if you ever want to see a version of George St. Pierre being a lesbian masturbating, this is your movie. There you go. There you go. She looks just like George St. Pierre. Switchblade romance. <laughs> I could not get over it. And she speaks French, so that didn't help it just picked, at it all. It plays more into it. <laughs> um, I love all the, sun, uh, the light flares, the lens flares and stuff, especially like when his... Uh, his uh, headlights are shooting through the door when he's doing mm-hmm. the initial attack. I mean, some of those opening scenes, I mean, that was just like one of the most unforgettable attacks. I, don't yeah. know, I really thought that was awesome. 
Dude, yeah, how he he maimed up this fucking family. He brutalized. I mean, you kind of already know the guy's whatever, whoever it is, is going to be fucked up because in the beginning, he's getting a blowjob from a decapitated head, and I'm like, hey, you know, no gag factor. Why, yeah. Why not? <laughs> that was out the window like a... Like, there's no thing. reflex. <laughs> we'll just hollow out the Adam's apple a little bit. Uh, Adam's apple. Job's done here. <laughs> she was a transvestite. <laughs> Sweet transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then he just dis- discards the head out the window when he when he's done, and... Like a used tissue. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? And this as they're driving to the farm and mm. talking about what a slut Alex is. Totally awesome. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. She's, and you can tell, like, the George St. Pierre character is getting <laughs> angry with Alex because she's like, oh, you know, I found a man at the club. She's like, you didn't have to sleep with her, you slut. It's like, oh, my God. Like, obviously, we know you're crushing hard Some on Some big sexual dumb. tension there. I don't get it. I don't find the brunette attractive at all, so... Uh, I love the different the, strokes. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. How do you figure that out after knowing the twist on that stuff, like the imagery of the stuff where he's getting the blowjob and everything? What? After knowing the ending? That's just her probably thinking in her dream because remember she was asleep. So like, do you think are, that's are just we her? revealing the reveal I, right now? I think so. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's fourteen oh, years old. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm oh, saying, 15. are we are we going to go ahead and talk about the reveal as is? But yes, the the girl and the guy are the same people. She's just nuts. Um, but yeah, whenever she, if you notice the Seriously. only time, the only time it gets confusing is when they hit the gas station. It's like, wait, how did she kill that guy and be in the truck with Alex? Talking yeah. How is she tormenting herself? Yeah. So yeah, she, you know, the getting a blow job from a decapitated head, she's asleep in the back of the car. She wakes up, they start conversating at the house. She's upstairs jerking off while, while rubbing one in. Rubbing out. one out? Rubbing one out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay in my room, play Call of Duty, and rub one in. Um, so, yeah, what, she's masturbating. The family's getting killed, and then she hears it. And, of course, she's upstairs. Like, she has no interaction with anything. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, throughout it, she's always in a different place. So that's, like, her psyche kind of being locked up, I would guess. Yeah, like, oh, yeah her psyche. around upstairs. Yeah, it's her psyche, like... Her actual mentality is trying to be innocent, but the insane portion of her is acting all this out yeah. because it goes from like the way it pretty much starts off with her sitting on the swing, watching her friend take a shower. Mm. And the next thing you know, she is gone. Rubbing one out. Rubbing one out or her psyche's rubbing one out where the actual psychopath version of her is going to go get the car we'll see no the cars wait yeah the car is it yeah the car's where the thing. fuck she get the car they drove for hours to get there no it's out in the middle of the french country plot hole oh no. that's a plot hole well, no see, sir the, the way i always thought sir? since it opens with her sitting in the same asylum i always thought this is just how she plays out the story in her mind the whole time no, this all happened though, because the ending is the beginning. I know, or but, the beginning but I'm saying like, what you watch is her story that she tells herself into the end. Oh my god, I thought that was playing <laughs> through the headphones. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, that's why I always kind of play. Fix out. your exhaust, asshole. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> thanks, loud car, <laughs> real cool. Um, yeah, that was something I always thought. It was like maybe it was just like one of the the ways that maybe the the director played it out was to 
kind of show you how maybe she coped with the idea. Yeah, head. but how would she go to the gas station? No, I'm saying like it's all fictional in her mind. Like she creates a story that her and Alex were tormented by this killer as she sits there. Yeah, but no. I'm saying the actual events. Oh, okay. That happened. How did. Because in the cop footage, they sh- see the truck pull up to the gas station yeah. when he's watching the security footage. So she got the truck from somewhere because the cops are actually seeing the truck. No, but yeah, I, I understand that. If you if you want to play it in that way, where you're trying to say it like the Tyler Durden, like. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like in. When she's sitting in the cell at the end, at the end of the movie, it's the beginning, obviously. And she's yeah. in the cell. I think she's playing out the story that just happened, and she's creating the male character. She's creating that whole story. She's playing it out in her head, and you're the one that's viewing it that way. Oh, wow. I never got that. And that was like a way of her kind of doing that. That's why at the end of it, she starts having the realization while she's in the cell going, oh, shit, I'm the one that has the obsession. I'm the one that becomes the man that I've been creating to be the tormentor throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you never really get an idea of that night. You just get her fucked up understanding of it the whole film yeah that's what that's just a, uh. Uh, that's just a way i, I kind of always in my mind i always juggled like, yeah i never because like you said like you can placate through so many things like when the rain's of the field like how would how is this girl thinking that there's someone chasing her if you're standing right next to the girl that you're running no but the everything when the attacks are happening her character running around doing all that is just in her own head like the head of the villain you know yeah, what of i mean because yeah. right now she's portraying the killer she's chasing after alex so, but in her mind to declare innocence in her own brain is her, she's also running around away from this guy. Yeah. I never took it the way you took it. I always took it as this is the story which happened. So, yeah. Because that's why, I, that's why I think she says the poem to herself. Like she's trying to placate a scenario and make sense of it. And then that's where you get led into it from her waking up from the car. Yeah. And it was like, maybe this is how it happened. Mm-hmm weird i never took it as that the the footage i wish i they would have shown because it shows the truck shows her killing the the gas station attendant i would have wanted to see the footage of the bathroom show it has her running into the last stall and then like at least uh just to show that like transition between the two just to see if like they're just to watch that like shift between the two characters because you kind of see it uh whenever she kills the gas station attendant but that's really about it like i I would love to see more of that shift between the two. So in your world, Jeff, your version, are you thinking that the car scene, her actually going to the farmhouse with the Alex, that was entirely made up? It's a possibility. Because she just shows up? Because she is like a college mate. They're going there to study. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're going there to study. So, yeah, maybe she's just, yeah, I don't know. It's way, a way of her making sense of it. I don't know. Maybe it's her college buddy and like they go to the house to go stay the, you know, like the holiday there together and she reacts a certain way. Obviously, maybe after masturbating or something like that, breaks on a psychotic break and she decides to do what she does that night to her family and all that stuff and to chase Alex to what end. But uh, I've still, always known masturbation to be healthy. It, it's, it, it was a it was a set off mechanism for uh, Norman Bates. It, it was the smell of corn. It was. So it was always like it always just made me think of like maybe this is Norman Bates. You know, uh, one you know figuring out things. Uh, you know, while he's in in inside the sanitarium. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I say it's the smell of corn. <laughs> it, it, it got the children going. The raw wheat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> that yeast. 
they don't have yeast. they don't have yeast over there. They have wheat infection. Oh, she had some yeast on her fingers. <laughs> they got the bubonic plague. <laughs> she got she got some yeast on those fingers. That's awesome. <laughs> but no, the movie though, like, yeah, just watching everything that she was going through, or not going through, but like watching everything happen as it unfolded. Um, just the way that she was doing everything, the way that she was trying to like calm her friend down, even though in actuality she's the one sitting in the driver's seat, yeah. tormenting her, like dumping the thing of alcohol on her, like about to throw the match on her, so That's... on and so forth. Like she was sitting in that driver's seat, <laughs> whereas her psyche is back there with her going, everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be okay, <laughs> you know, all in her head. <laughs> the whole time. Oh, yeah. awesome. I love the gore scene where the uh, the the weirdest fucking buzzsaw chainsaw fucking yeah thing. the concrete saw circular God, that saw. is a motherfucker from hell. Where did oh. she pull that from? Uh, was it like a? Do you really want to know? Yes. <laughs> Part of that yeast field. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> what, you think what the, was there a road work doing going on or something? I don't. Whenever there was fucking, that shed. Oh, yeah, she was at the shed. Yeah. Why would she need a concrete cutter? <laughs> God. I don't know why they need a concrete cutter in, uh, a, like, what were they at? A plum field? Yeah. Apple cider press? Maybe. Apple press? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Some some of the things. In that was just a wicked movie. fucking tool to kill a motherfucker with. Yeah. Know? It was rude. It was like reverse Jaws of Life Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure you stay in there. <laughs> it was like, Jesus Christ. That's insane. Oh, this is how we make macaroni. It's like fucking yeah. shit. In France, we use circular saw to cut vine. It's this way we cut things. That's Russian. I can't do French. I know. We, we go to like, we're like the chick from Glow. In Russia, we make wheat. Gordon, I want 500 million shares. Jeez. Oh, I love that show. See I, I can't wait for season two. I'm like, either. Every time a new year comes, I can't wait for this show to come back. Glow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, glow goes hand in hand with this. <laughs> in Russia, we do not have glow and Netflix. <laughs> we have Animaniac season one. They outlawed it. We like to keep women oppressed. <laughs> Funny how oppression comes with depression. Get back in the kitchen, bish. <laughs> Cook more stew, more bone broth. They need some French women to go over there. Uh, teach him the way of the circular saw and the way of the wheat. <laughs> you know what's what's I can't help. She didn't uh, wash her hands after masturbating. And hands gonna smell like pussy. The entire <laughs> we we had that problem every goddamn day. For we'll, we'll, we'll call it the pussy hand killers. Sounds <laughs> <sighs> mm. like victory. <laughs> Self-proclaimed victory. I love the smell of yeast in the morning. Jesus Christ! God, that's probably why your friend Alex is like, "Get away from me!" So you didn't wash your hands. I know you never wash your hands. <laughs> this is where you cut to like the opera singer. Jesus Christ, Eeyore. <laughs> Why the long face? <laughs> you really want to know? God. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. This chick with pussy hands rubbed all over my face. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um, I have a weird question. Do you think this film ever required a sequel? 
Would you? No. Like it no, never. Nope. No. No. Good one off. I, I, I think it. It. it I, I can't f- see them doing a sequel to it unless they like. You shoot unless it's like. Well, that or. This is something dealing with like um, mental patients, like just losing their minds in France, but then no one want to go to France. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go to France? I don't know. It depends. Are they going to use a circular saw I just, when I get there? What I would love is like if it like at the end of like uh, Avengers Infinity War, like it just cuts to all these really skinny guys in coma and are comatose, and they're all having like this shared like comatic like fucking dream like sleep analysis fucking like. You know, like all like like this one coma patients like his manifestation is Tony Stark and he's Iron Man the other coma patient they're all doing like sleep uh, sleep studies and stuff like that on these coma patients and like the Avengers is basically a, a culmination all, of like all of their yeah, coma experience. It's the two two guys who run a, a, a cabin cabin in the woods. <laughs> Like, this idiot thinks he's Captain America. <laughs> but Captain America knows his Irish shield. Or it's like just a... Keep the, going. <laughs> or it's uh, the kid from fucking uh, Super Troopers, and he's coming down from the Snozberry's fucking roll. <laughs> just like, oh. oh, man, I'm actually a chicken France with stinky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, now um, it I, smells I like a lilac bouquet. <laughs> so apparently, no. whenever I went no. to go see this movie in theaters, it was the NC seventeen cut. Gotcha. Yeah. Like that's the reason why I got the 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 more gory version of it and the extra sound effect next to me. <laughs> gotcha. God. Yeah, because I didn't even think like I think the theatrical release was the only thing that was rated. Um, yeah, it was rated R, but only uh, a handful of theaters got the NC-17 one. Well, gotcha. that's what me and Ralph watched, because when we were watching it, he was like, wait a minute, the neck didn't split open. It, yeah. it pans away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it pulls so, away before you see like the splatter and I mean, whatnot. It's a cheap buy. I mean, this is one of the Blu-rays and DVDs that always stayed cheap. Uh, $6.98 right now on Blu-ray. comes mm-hmm. with a theatrical unrated cut. There's cool special features. It's on Hulu. It's it's a good it's a good copy. It's a good, um, it's a good film t- tone. Yeah, I I'm already showing my hand there, but yeah, it's a good film though. You kind of are because I mean, I mean, there's not a lot of horror films that come in cheap that are you know that are you know good. You know some of the, some of the good stuff. Like what pissed me off is like uh, Annabelle Creation. Like that was on Blu-ray and it's like twenty two ninety eight and it just stayed that way everywhere. Yeah. But luckily Best Buy right now has got it on sale for like nine ninety nine. I was like, wow. Like they kind of screwed over in a way that, and I think because maybe the film didn't make its money in in the in the theatrical run. Yeah. And since things get turned over to fucking Blu-ray and. Well, and, like it, it's like fucking twenty two bucks on on it's not, Voodoo right it's not now. Going, it's not getting cheaper. All, you know? Yeah. Well, that could afford to go cheaper. It almost made a billion dollars. Well, it needs to be cheaper because they're double dipping already. They're saying this year we're going to get the director's cut release with the extra fifteen minutes. Oh, those. So it's like, are... hey, you already got people that bend over for digital release and Blu-ray release and four K release, and here you go, like seven months later, right before y'all get you know ready to. They're probably going to tie it into like maybe a teaser or a trailer for the uh, part two. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. They they haven't even released like yeah, New Line Cinema hasn't had a hit in years. So yeah, they're gonna milk it for all it's worth. I don't know. But when we uh, even Get Out, still fucking really expensive. Yeah, I don't think it's gone to like. And a, great movies like It Follows keep dropping in price. <laughs> Fuck <Okay>. off! <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Yeah, that's what you know. What that's what we're gonna review next. Okay. 
Yeah. I don't mind. We were going to go. I want. I really want to fight you, too. So. <laughs> I'll be like, it follows. I won't show up until you're walking away. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff just we're drinks. done recording. Jeff's like slowly walks into the recording. <laughs> so we're going to just so drink like six beers and fall asleep. I just throw a strobe light on and come on things. <laughs> That's pretty much the it follows killer. So pretty much it sounds like I'm going to be waiting for Jeff to finish this movie and I'll just dig it out of his trash then. Yeah. I'm on fucking Black Friday, the fucking Blu-ray of it falls with three. And you can't go off memory, you motherfuckers. You have to watch it. Oh, I'll watch it again. Rewatch. Yeah. I'll rewatch it. I told you. I'll watch it whenever, he's, <laughs> whenever like, I'm digging it out of the trash. I, I think this ha- God, has I'm going to be the lone defendant of that Well, I movie. think this release... Reading the, a book. The Blu-ray release has a commentary, and I have to watch it with commentary, because I want to know what the fuck this guy was like. What he was thinking? Like, I want to see how he justifies it, you know? I get to watch teenagers have sex. I guess so. You don't get to see it. It's literally... The hospital. Yeah, but the, like, didn't it pull away? No. Yeah. No. It yeah. does not show. They're up. in the hospital. They're yeah, in the he's, hospital. They start humping. Yeah, everything. but they throw a blanket over him. You get to watch the act. He There's gets no to watch. Fun. It's not like that mom coming in. Ooh. I just thought uh, from that opening scene, I thought so much was going to happen, and then after that fucking quick cut, it was like we're not talking about that right now. We're talking. Right, we'll right, review right. that we'll later. Right. I got. I'm going to fight for for us people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny and sad. All three listeners time. that thought that movie was good, hey, dude. There's many, but dude, that movie's so high regarded. Yeah. It's only YouTube. It is me, me and Ralph. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. Because like I talked to a lot of people and they really. You want to get your film. friend Aaron in here? He he liked the movie. Yeah. Who's Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're one lone friend for this movie. <laughs> do not know who they speak. <laughs> you do not know, do we? My wife's name is Samantha. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Man, you you've lost your only companion that thought that movie was good. I have, I have a shirt that says "Fuck you." I have enough friends. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> One no, of them I, I think I have two too many. Trying <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> to uh, cut the fat off the steak. Right. <laughs> Gristle's delicious. <laughs> Damn right we are. Fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. Both of you. Anyway, let's go into final thoughts so we can gab uh, the last 10 minutes about randomness and right. Texas Frightmare. Okay. Final thoughts. All right. Final thoughts. Um, Killian. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, this movie, with it being released in, you said 2003, we didn't get it until 2005. I didn't get to watch it until 2017, 2018. <laughs> the movie was good for the wait that I had to take for it. <laughs> it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. Finally got that $5 movie ticket back. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I didn't have to see someone throw up in the theater. That's awesome. It was amazing. Um, but I did have to listen to someone sleep through it. But the movie was the, the movie all around was good. It was it was an enjoyable movie. I like I like the cinematography that they used for the imagery. I like the fact that it was someone losing their mind <laughs> the entire time. And you thinking, oh, well, who's where did this killer come from? Who is who is it? How does he know this family? What, what like how did he know to go after them? You know, and you end up finding out big reveal. It's the friend. The friend is batshit crazy. Yeah. And it was so much fun to watch her just like, even though it was just that one scene of just like that, that, uh, that, uh, mental, 
mental switch that she had in the in the gas station was a lot of fun to watch, or at least I thought it was enjoyable because oh, it showed her transition. You know, she's like she straightened up her back and she looked around for a second. She's like, "Oh shit!" That's awesome. <laughs> Nate, yes, uh, <laughs> caught you off guard. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, watching the uh, chick from Sleepaway Camp and George St. Pierre, they have great chemistry. <laughs> that no, it's a, it plays out very well. The story's fun, but there are a lot of fucking holes. Uh, Jeff's writing hieroglyphics. It's distracting. He doesn't uh, even have the pin clicked. Oh. <laughs> What's that line? Where did that come from? Anywho, losing your mind. Um, I'm ending this cinematography a little bit. Uh, I Lionsgate always used to do this with like the Saw movies and everything, like a really green hue. I don't like that fucking hue. I think it's stupid. What you is like green? blues better? I love blues. Yes. Soft blues. Go, go the 70s route. Uh, and Carpenter. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chinatown, every, you know, Roman Polanski did a lot. Um, uh, fucking, I don't know, whoever. But yeah, like when you do this green hue, it, I don't know. They, there's just so many movies that did it. It kind of mm, took it off base for me. But thankfully, the story kept you going. And, and damn, the deaths were pretty grotesque. And I, I like it. I, I think it's a, a, a good horror movie to add to your collection. So I'm giving it a buy and I might be by after watching this. <laughs> um, for- oh, stop. <laughs> Can't take me serious. <laughs> like, oh. I'm Harvey Weinstein all the way. <laughs> Jesus. Really? I thought you were uh, an uglier version of Ryan Gosling. Well, I don't rate <laughs> people. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with that one as of yet. Right. As, as of yet. That's like, I have nothing later news. Uh, Love you too, buddy. I have nothing. Kevin Smith trying to steal the jobs. Kevin Smith. That backhanded compliment that you gave. More like the guy from Tusk. <laughs> Which one? The walrus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we should review that one. Let's do it, dude. Tusk, dude, and, Tusk Red and Red State. State. Fucking a. Oh, I'd be down for Red State. There we go. We got our three. Write them down. I can't read that. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on um, clicked. Um, I, mean, I, I, I don't really have a lot to say about this film. Uh, obviously, you heard us talk a lot about the beginning, a lot about the end. Uh, <coughs> the middle is probably where it, it kind of does have its little slack areas. But all in all, it's a great film from beginning to end. What's sad is I've always waited for the director to come up with something that would meet the level of what he was able to execute with this first film or this film. Uh, House on... Uh, the Hills Have Eyes was a great take on it, but it didn't he- hit the, I don't know. I mean, there's something that made it like not forgettable, but not too memorable. So he would always kind of follow that line. He did kind of have a Bloomhouse phase where he was doing a lot of producing. He put out things like P2 and stuff like that. So he was constantly within the horror genre doing things, whether it was directing, producing, writing something. He was always in the middle of something because even Mirrors turned out to be a, a remake uh, or, you know, a foreign remake or retelling of a story that, you know, so that came be- became his kind of forte for a while there. But all in all, when I go back to the film, I, I really thoroughly enjoy it. It's one of those few moments in French horror cinema that I think is kind of remembered, you know, beyond more obscure titles or, you know, uh, memorable titles that we'll get into later. 
during our podcast, like martyrs and inside and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, this is always going to be a buy for me, um, no matter the format. It's always like a film I like to uh, to keep in the arsenal because it's a it's a fun film. Yeah, and when, and when you meet people that don't see it and they don't see it coming, I love seeing their reactions because mm-hmm. it's like it's an, it's a fun experience. Yeah, I've introduced this movie to a lot of people. I like watching those reactions of people that like end up getting those twist endings and it just blows their mind. Exactly, I love those moments. It's like, a, like watching the kids that like never seen uh, the um, Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, and it's like the Luke, I am your father bit. Just watching those Who eyes, the like fuck are those people? Like I'm talking about like the little like ten year old kids oh. at the father <laughs> or the mother's like watch, 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 and they're like Vader's his daddy. Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, like it's stuff like that. It's like oh my god, just watching oh, that. Like, light. Uh, I remember. Uh, my 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 guy he uh, he freaked out when he found out all this stuff about Snape when we were watching yeah. Harry Potter. He was like, "Oh my god, why is that so sad?" I go, "I know, it's so fucking sad." He's like, <laughs> "What?" I was like, "Yes, it's like it's fucking hard to see that shit." And then I've been watching. Uh, I've been finally getting uh, caught up with Mister Robot and Mister Robot. Every fucking season, you get slapped in the fucking face so hard with great storytelling, and I've been really uh, impressed and blown away by that. And I'm glad films like this do exist because they're fun. I know you get the gimmick after the first shot, like Six Sense, Fight Club, and stuff like that, but it's still fun. Yeah, it's still a fun little payoff. If your story's twist. good, the twist, you're so invested, it it's what makes you go, ooh, well, they, yeah. they got something by me. I'm yeah, and if they do a shitty twist, then it, or they edit it wrong, and yeah. one I always go to is Village. Gotcha. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. And then the last 20 minutes, I'm just like, fuck you, you fucked up how to reveal it it's the wrong right turn you know you yeah. did the wrong twist you, you have the right movie but then you end it with the it wrong was so way. perfect and they could <laughs> almost there was there's a world of fucking possibilities they could have done yeah in bad color <laughs> I, I hurt my feelings dude i still i still love it but it hurt my feelings a little bit it did like that that was one part that i was just like oh man like if they would have just shot it or it, not shot it, but edit it different. That movie would have been phenomenal. Oh, so yeah. you're saying we need to get a village Nathan cut? If possibly, possibly. All you gotta do is take the ori- existing footage and just fix it. Reshoot the epilogue or the, the all, ending. All that all that they fucked up on is when the thing drops in the hole. They immediately show Adrian Brody down there. And then the reveal that the parents have the costumes and then she gets over the wall and then as she's coming back. Oh no, I'm in peril because I think the thing's still alive. And it's like, we as the audience don't now, you yeah. know what I mean? You got to fuck with the audience, not the character in the movie. Yeah. So, you know, they should have shown it fall in the hole, show the reveal of the closet suits that they have when she got back. Yeah. But instead they sh- chose that. To show that before, before what if, the she, peril. What if she went over the wall and that's where the creatures really were? They are. They're called Americans. Uh, <laughs> Current social justice we're warriors. Make, how are you doing? We're going to make this great again, okay? She came over the wall. <laughs> we're going to get you a medicine. You're going to go back and you're going to stay over there. <laughs> She's probably met by like Rosie O'Donnell. <clears throat> oh, be Would you like a ham sandwich? <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a ham sandwich and watch It Follows? <laughs> oh, 
Let's sit here together, watch High Tension, and rub one in. <laughs> oh boy, that's a big rub in for her. <laughs> Jesus, she just, probably needs one of those back scratchers. Jesus, back scratcher. <laughs> just a rag on a stick. <laughs> Dipped in mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, oh no, man. No, Into no. another jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> Make America great again. Uh, Jesus, no, negative. Now, but th- that movie could have been fixed real easy. Could have been, could have been fixed. other lower cost films were what always uh, sleepaway uh, sleepaway camp had that. that had a great reveal. Great reveal. Uh, I went back and I watched uh, April Fool's Day recently, and that was actually yeah. kind of fun. That's an old one from VHS. Yeah, days. the chick with the noose in her hair tied in her hair. That was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. It's just a Mother's classic. Day. Mother's Day. No. Yeah. Uh, what was that one with the popcorn? That was a fun one. Because mm. they had the neat twist where, like, Toby. What is it? Uh, popcorn, where they have that midnight uh, horror festival thing to try to save a theater class or something like that. Huh. And the whole time at the film festival, um, all these murders start happening. Hmm. And each film they, they show has, like, a gimmick, like, yeah. shocking your seats or Aroma Rama and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's fun. It's a fun film. Hmm. It's kind of like. Uh, Aroma Rama? Aroma Rama. It's like when they. Uh, they with those uh, scent like like smelting pellets and stuff like that. And yeah. The fog would come in. You'd smell like dead corpse or fungus huh. foot or thank, something like that. They, thank God they didn't have a Roma Rama for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what is that smell? <laughs> it's yeast. Yeast uh, and corn and pure energy. <laughs> God. God, what fucking films would be horrible in a Roma Rama? Ooh. Aroma Rama, yeah. like if yeah. they had to do like complete, like all right, you're gonna get just anything done by Rob Zombie, Willard, like anything zombie. Oh, that would just anything smell like bo. Done, anything done by Rob Zombie, like zombie films. Period would be like just stench because yeah, that dead just, body. Everywhere. Well, not even the dead bodies, just the characters probably smell like yeah. yeast and from fermented <laughs> cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't bathed in a month. Haven't bathed in a month. Is there a fucking Dutch bread house nearby? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, any, anything like I, that is my go-to for like smellorama. Is like I cannot imagine what a Rob Zombie film smells like. <laughs> Go to the theater. House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> Devil's like Rejects. Fucking, smells like resin and bong water. <laughs> no. <laughs> smells like plastic and feet. <laughs> Meth heads. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God, when we went to the theater to see 31, man, I was like, this is a Roma Rama. It's awesome. Oof. I was so happy. Oof. Oh. God. Thank God me. I missed that trip. Yeah. It was horrible. Like, we had, we had to wait. It like, sounded like it. Hours. We had to wait the length of the film to two get the film. Hour, two hours. It's hour. like they were downloading the film to the digital projector. <laughs> <all the way. laughs> They're like, the film starts at 9 o'clock. We're going to start downloading it at 8.55. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Dude, What's funny is we go see that movie. It's like almost full house for 31. We go see fucking Blade Runner 2049 no and IMAX. There's like six people in the whole theater. Perfect. So sad. Like, Jesus. So, yeah, let's. Um, what are we sitting at? 51 minutes. All right, Jeff, tell us a joke. Uh, what do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Man, this episode is done. <laughs> Officially killed it. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> killed it. Um, real quick, uh, we're going to punch in a little fucking FYI. Uh, 
we've almost got every single kid from the It film coming to TFW right now. Yes. Which is pretty cool. Uh, minus maybe, uh, uh, what is it? Wolfsbane, whatever his name Yeah, is. the kid that plays Finn. Uh, Finn, I think, is his name. Uh, the one that plays Eddie. Is he's not going to be there yet. They still and, haven't uh, announced him? They haven't announced Bill, Eddie, and uh, the kid with the glasses. Oh, okay. I thought I thought they had like announced the rest of them. No, I guess we're missing three so Come far. On, so we're missing Eddie. We're missing the kid with the glasses. We're missing Bill. Yep. So, I mean, we're loading up with some of the awesome kids from It, which is... I mean, they're going to be like the next Stranger Things. This little group of kids are going to be like hit any goddamn horror convention. And I can imagine if they get them all together to do that badass group shot at a fucking con. I think that'd be awesome because all in all, these kids made obviously the best film in 2017, uh, horror-wise. And I think kind of film-wise, you know, they did a solid film that was really good. Yeah, um, I couldn't say more, you know, about how cool it is going to see them at TFW. Yeah. Well, really they looking did. forward to it. Um, they did just announce uh, fucking Charles Band as well today. Oh, really? Like, they just announced him like from what this says a few hours ago. Sweet. So we do we do have somebody. We have the uh, director who does a lot of like the full moon, the full moon productions. Yeah. Uh, no, they just announced him. Really, all I can think of that's fairly new. Yeah, I'm glad Charles Band's gonna be there because uh, I know they teamed up with uh, the guy who directed uh, Bone Tomahawk, and he also did. This film with Vincent uh, Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did this film called uh, Attack in Cell Block 99 or something like that. And that was actually pretty fun. If you like old school, like Grindhouse throwback films, it was really fun. But he's working with that director to do, uh, they're going to reboot the Puppet Master series. And they've already talked about it for almost like uh, two years, two TFWs ago. So I'm glad this is coming closer and closer to fruition. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, a new Puppet Master being rebooted for, you know, probably 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Should be neat. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing something like that. But, uh, yeah, Texas Frightmare Weekend's coming up, so make sure you get your tickets if you're in the area. It's going to be uh, going down in Dallas, and it's not a horror convention to be missed. No, no, no. And for May 4th or the 6th, and I think tickets are still on sale right now, still 60 bucks for the three-day pass. I think they've finally sold out of the premium, which is mm-hmm. sad because that was actually a good... Yeah, that's a if good idea. If you had the bread... That was a good way to go. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a good deal. Is that premium ticket because that 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 allows you to do a lot more, which is a lot of fun. Heck like yeah. you can, you do have. I think that's the one where you have the, like the line jumps. You can get the autographs and all that stuff for a little earlier than everybody else. Uh, and, everything's a, everything's just a little bit less than the uh, the VIP because I know the VIP. There's only like 200 tickets made available, yeah. and that sells out in like seconds. Yep. And that's like God. This would have been the year to get it. All the Jasons, mm-hmm. yeah, and all the Hellraiser cast and Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the that one year I was able to go VIP was perfect because Alan Holworth was there and yeah. was like getting a small fucking John Carpenter live show. Keep showed. rubbing it in. <sighs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to keep rubbing it in because that was just, like yeast that was before you know magic. It. I mean, when you're mm. eating, you know, food and. You're sitting right there next to Tom Savini and Lance Hendrickson. Try the Thai sauce. It's awesome. Magical. God, that was a fucking awesome. Yep. I wish Kane Hodder would have finished choking you out. Yeah, that was horrible. God (laughs) damn, what's wrong with the handshake, sir? (laughs) And he always wears those really, like, 
Because coarse a, gloves. Because he's insecure about his scars from the burn. No, he just doesn't like shaking hands with people. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's not. It. He's not a big handshaker. I wonder if I can do that. That's why he'll either give you a fist bump or choke your shit. <laughs> like, I would love. Quit to, choking me. <laughs> see, you're scared of my hand germs. What do you think's going on in my neck? You know? Well, you see, I saw him choke like fucking ten people in front of me in line. And so when he was like, "Oh, you want a handshake?" I was like, "No, no, just make a video for my buddy Ralph." <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> you want a handshake? I'll shake your head. <laughs> really? I don't. I don't need to be lifted up. Thank you. Shake That's it like awesome. a rattle. <laughs> I have a weird thing about my neck. I don't know. You don't want some guy choking you out? No, I'll smack him in the nuts. Like that's my immediate reaction. <laughs> and that's the last guy you smack in the nuts. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, dude, his arms are bigger than my fucking God. head. Like I just hit Jason in the nuts. <laughs> You're gonna get a skull fracture from my dick. I'm gonna fucking mushroom sap you <laughs> like no other. Shmaka! Like, Jesus Christ. I've got Jason's autograph perfectly <laughs> above my right eyeball. <laughs> it looks like a mushroom from Mario. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, damn. It's like when you jump god. up and that brick doesn't fucking break. What is this? Oh, gosh. Jeez, that's uh, too funny. Yeah. Definitely go to Texas Frightmare this year. This is going to be a fun one. Yep. It's yeah, going to no. be neat. Oh, did any of you catch the uh, uh, Sean Clark Halloween picture he posted? No, what was it? Fucking. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, What's his head sitting in the Halloween chair? Um, uh, Nick Castle. Oh, really? No, I didn't see that one. It's just his backside and the Halloween, you know, studio chair. Did you see the the Instagram photo that popped up? I I wasn't done talking. Okay. <laughs> well, you paused for like three seconds. Normally, whenever it's Halloween, we can't get a fucking word in. No, go ahead. What now? Did you see the the screenshot that they released? It was what? Like, I think it was like friends. oh the yeah yeah yeah. And yeah. then if you go over, yes, you can see Michael Fright Rags took that way. picture what? of him. Other way. <laughs> yeah, I can see him right there. That's yep. dope. Him over there by the tree. Oh god mm-hmm. damn it! Yeah, I was literally. I was just like, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. I'm so glad he's back. Did, yep. And if you follow Jamie Lee Curtis's Instagram, it shows a picture of her in full fucking wardrobe. Mm-hmm. She's got like this long uh, hair for the film. It looks pretty dope. I mean, it's cool. And she's been going to shooting practice and stuff. And she says some OG fan like showed up while she was doing shooting practice and gave her the vinyl for uh, that Mondo release of oh, uh, shit, Halloween really? 1. And she put it on her target and let that motherfucker go out. And she fucking shot it right between the fucking eyes. I bet wow. that's not what the guy wanted to happen with that record. <laughs> I was like, can you just autograph it? How did I do something better? Jamie, I thought I'd give you a present. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cost me 60 bucks. <laughs> 160. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, I bought it when it was 60. A gotcha. fresh release. God dang. Uh, everybody, I don't know. Everybody pays out of the wazoo for some of these things these days. And I'm like, geez. Yeah. Yeah, wait till I fucking get this comic. Yeah. You're going to spend a lot of fucking dough on that one. I know. That's a lot of Jasons. God, they're going to be like $40 a pop. $40 a pop. At least Ted White. Dude, Ted White's going on there. Yeah, 100%. Well, I got to get everybody. I mean, Steve Dash is fucking old now. But I'm thinking almost all of them are going to be around 20 Except for maybe hotter and fucking Ted hotter's White. like sixty bucks. I know that's dude. what I'm saying. Think- Actually, no, he was thirty. He was thirty the year that I went. I gave him forty dollars because I only had two twenties, and he never gave me back a ten. So I'm gonna be like, guess what? You owe me. <laughs> <laughs> like get fucked, kid. Uh, 
Don't you, make me a mushroom stamp you. Got you a fucking refund right here. I'm going to fucking find which hotel room you're in, and I'm going to leave a yeast bomb up in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slide, uh, slide Ric Flair here, room number. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, bro. Well, you got to get, you gotta get the Ric Flair right. No. He's, he's almost there. No. Woo. No. More emphasis. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's Thundercats. That's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> oh, those Thundercats. <laughs> I was saying Thundercats. Oh! What? We'll keep practicing until next week. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeff. This is Nathan. And this is Ralph. Keep it here. Keep it hairy? Thank you for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary. You can't see me, right?